0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge.
1: Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer where we talk all Uh, things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me tonight, ChewySide55, Carlos Fonseca, Lance Gentles, and special Special guests, new teammates to the team, Jamie Martin and Scotty Reinschild. Welcome, guys. What's up? Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Good hey, evening.
1: I actually put Mike's name in there, but it's Kyle Fleischman. So. <laughs> you <say it> <laughs> All right, we're gonna start up with uh, Scotty here, and Scotty, when did you start on iRacing, and how'd you hear of it?
0: I uh, actually. Uh, the- not surprising as i've heard this uh, several stories like this i i happened to just be trolling through some some internet uh looking for something to do in the way of sim racing not even knowing that sim racing was really as big as it is uh and uh happened across a couple different things and and stumbled across die racing and and uh I mean, just happenstance. I uh, found racing and, and couldn't wait to get started on it.
2: All right. How about, how about you, Jamie? Jamie?
3: Uh, I've been sim racing for a little while. I uh, started in R-Factor and then uh, just had some friends that ran racing, and they kind of talked me into to joining. And I've only been doing it for about a year now, and I've enjoyed, I would say, my first year of doing it.
1: All right, so we got a newbie and a year, year yearling, I should I guess we could say. Um, how often oh, did you race, great. Scott?
0: Uh, I'm more of a, a weeknight kind of guy. Uh, I usually try to get on two to three nights a week uh, later on in the evening, kind of after the family's gone to bed.
2: All right, Jamie.
3: Odd. Uh- normally weekends usually uh just kind of depends on my work schedule and everything but usually you'll see me on most weekends that's when i usually get to do my racing um i'll probably pop in every once in a while on the on the weeknights maybe run a race or two or just a little bit of just practice laps uh but usually i do the majority of my racing on the weekends
2: okay, okay.
1: What, what series th- do you guys run
0: I, uh, you know, being relatively new at this, I, I really just started kind of uh, racing uh, official stuff at the end of July, beginning of August. So I've been working my way up through, but uh, lately I've settled on uh, on the trucks, uh, C-Fixed and, and Open, uh, a little bit of the Xfinity stuff. And, and you guys have kind of got me into, into the NIS series, uh, but that's pretty much it.
2: All right, Jamie?
3: Just mainly uh, the NIS Fixed Series. I've uh, been doing it for about a year. I might run some B-Fixed and things like that, um, but mainly I just kind of I kind of play around the Fixed Series, but looking to do a little bit more open racing, uh, especially for next year.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, me personally, I think it's a totally different experience running the Opens because people actually had to put effort into the car. <laughs> uh what type of equipment do you have, Scotty? Wheel pedals?
0: I uh, I I'm kind of in transition right now. Uh at the moment, I have a uh, a Thrustmaster TMX Pro uh that that I picked up at uh GameStop. I actually have been working on a dedicated rig, 8020 deal. Uh and just it's, it's been a slow process getting it together. I didn't want to wait until I was finished with that to start racing. So currently I'm in a folding chair with this uh, cheaper wheel uh, and a folding table and uh, trying to make do with it until I get my other deal set up.
1: All right, Jamie.
3: I use a Thrustmaster uh, T300RS uh, with the, with, I guess, with the Alcantara add-on wheel. Uh, pedals are a uh, set of club sport v twos um definitely a game changer in, uh for me especially if you do a little bit of road racing just having that load cell pedal is pretty nice um as far as i'm just on a just a standard computer desk with a with a gaming uh gaming computer but other than that it's just about it
1: all right did you ever try out those stock Thrustmaster pedals before you went to the V2s, or did you go straight to those?
3: I had a set of stock pedals with it uh, that I tried. Definitely did provide the greatest feel. Um, they were better than a lot of the pedals that other people have told me about. Uh, but I jumped to I think V2s about six or seven months later, and I wouldn't I wouldn't run anything else.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at with that question there, because some people just don't understand the difference in pedals. Um, How many monitors you got, got? Scotty? Uh,
0: Just a single 27-inch right now. Uh, I hope to upgrade to triples in the future, but uh, working off of a desk doesn't really help that. And and, uh, I assume, especially after getting experience here, that uh, I can see where uh, triples would be a handy add-on.
1: Yep, I I love mine. How about you, Jamie?
3: I'm just on a single 24-inch right now. Um, look, as soon as I upgrade my video card, which is probably going to be pretty soon, I'm probably going to jump to triples, uh, but right now I'm just on a, just a single 24, hoping to jump to triple 27s.
1: Ooh, going up to least like the max. <laughs> um, do you participate in any leagues, Scotty?
0: No, still, uh, still pretty new in this and finding my way, uh, I've been kind of looking through the leagues. I i have yet to find one that really fits my schedule as in starting later in the evening through the week. Uh, most start at seven to nine o'clock and I need something a little bit later than that. But, uh, uh, so right now I guess, uh, pretty much sticking to official stuff.
2: All right. And you, Jamie? Um, I
3: don't, I haven't really joined a league. Uh, I've, I've run a few league races here and there, but like Scotty said, I just haven't really found anything that kind of fits my style yet. I'm still kind of looking to see. Uh, would prefer something that kind of follows maybe sort of the cup schedule since I kind of run that. This way, I don't have to alternate between practicing for a bunch of different tracks in one week, but just really haven't found anything that I that I needed yet.
1: All right. There's, there's tons of leagues out there for sure. We've had a few on the show. Um, any third-party software you know besides TeamSpeak, Scotty? Uh, I use the
0: the Z1 um, dashboard on a second uh, laptop. Uh, probably don't use it as much as I'd like to, just because I feel like uh, it run. It, I have to set up a second computer that that's not typically here by my other one, and and uh, but I, I really like the functionality of it, but. Uh, I hope once I get my rig set up, I can have a a dedicated monitor for that.
2: All right, right, Jamie?
3: Jamie. I just use mainly a little bit of MoTeC, since I'm just starting to kind of learn about setups in a little bit. And uh, I use iSpeed, but that's it.
2: All right.
0: And
1: uh, Scotty, how about... Your most memorable moment on iRacing, even though it's only been a short time, you have anything that sticks out so far?
0: You know, uh, I guess uh, you know if I had to pick one, uh, my my single win so far. Uh, finally, it felt good uh, to break through and get that. Uh, I'm typically a pretty conservative uh, driver. Uh, I don't try to go for wins. Uh, you know, I try for top tens. If I if I get a top five. I'm feeling pretty good. So had a lot of seconds, thirds, fourths. Uh, it just hadn't hit that win yet, and uh, stumbled into a win in in the uh, C fixed. And uh, I guess uh, so far that's been my most memorable moment, uh, uh, other than uh, participating in the 24 hour of Le Mans uh, with you guys. That was that was a pretty memorable deal just to get to spend uh, that much time. In, in there, putting in that many laps, uh, that was a good experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. We definitely had fun uh, welcoming you to the team basically right right uh, at that weekend. So, And it worked out for all of us. How about you, Jamie?
3: I would say probably my most memorable one would have to be uh, the NIS uh, fixed win that I had. Probably this year, I've had a couple of them, but probably that one stands out the most because uh, we got a restart. I think with maybe 15 to go, and uh, everybody, nobody pitted, and I was pretty much on sequence where I I had to pit to get some tires. I think I pitted, and then it was a. Uh, I think it was a, I was in the fourth split, and somehow I weaved my way through all the way to win on the last lap, and it was pretty cool. It was definitely it was definitely pretty exciting there the last lap because I was just trying everything I could to get by the guy to win.
2: <laughs> we all have our moments,
3: yeah, I was definitely uh I was definitely pretty pretty crossed up uh I had it sideways coming off of two multiple times, just trying to catch him. I think I used every bit of the wall up that I could uh that day just to keep me straight trying to win that race.
1: <laughs> well, you finally got it. Alright, so next up we're going to talk some NIS series and uh, cover how we did this week, I guess. Uh, first, I'm going to bring up Mike's, because he wasn't here, or isn't here this evening. so uh, He ran, looks like, P12 in the fixed, and he said it was a caution fest. Um, he got a fourth place in the open. The uh, fixed race he was in had 19 cautions, which was 47% of the race. And I can attest to that. I had a few of those this week that were like that. How about you, Jamie? Did you run any NAS this week?
3: Actually, I didn't get get a chance to uh I was playing on racing, but I had a uh, computer problems all weekend kind of kept me kept me from racing. Had a um I kept having a update problem with my video card where it kept dropping the driver. I think I have it fixed. I was hoping to get it in last night, but it took me took me a couple hours to kind of finally solve the issue.
1: All right. Yeah, I remember that. Now that you've had the issues all week, <laughs> how about you, Lance?
4: Aside no, so from running the league Monday um, and pulling out, I think a thirteenth place finish, uh, I sat the rest of the week out. Um, Phoenix doesn't usually agree with me, and uh, I I just. Uh, I didn't want to continue the downward trend of I rating.
1: (laughs) Can't believe you're there. Only one more week, but hang in there. (laughs) I'm (laughs) hanging. (laughs) How about you, Scotty?
0: Uh, You know, this was really my second week, uh, trying out NIS, uh, and, uh, my first foray into the open side. Uh, and thanks to you guys, uh, helping out with some good setups, uh, I fell in love with Phoenix. I, I wish I had more time to run it more. Uh, I think uh, I had a couple good finishes. My best was a, a P6 in the open and uh, was running P3 with, with a couple laps to go in the one and and got crossed up with a guy. But uh, a great, great week for me. I gained a, a lot of I rating and safety rating and, and really enjoyed the track.
1: Yeah, I'm. unfortunately I ran with you a lot this week, and I'm almost sad to give you a setup because you ran me over pretty much. <laughs> you finished up at the top 10 all week, and I finished, uh, I didn't run a fix this week. I ran three opens, and the best I did was 13, so it was a rough week for me. Carlos, did you run?
4: Yeah, 13th was my best. It's not like a really good deal, I just wrecked in every single race.
1: Alright, so Scotty basically dominates the team this week. I'm not sure how Dave did. Um, I didn't get any stats from him. so We shall move on to the Pro Series. Uh, a lot of the guys on the team ran the Pro Series race last Tuesday night at Texas. and uh, It was the first race of the uh, season. I think it's seven races long, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I actually got the best placing on the team. I, I placed P6. I was running top five all race with uh, David Thompson, our other teammate. And caution came out at the end of the race, and I pitted for fresh tires to try and uh, get that advantage and didn't realize that the race was over. So I ended up giving up my fourth place and finished P6. Uh, David Thompson finished P7. Uh, Jeff ran it. He's not here tonight. He got a P14 even after he blew his motor. Uh, Mike Ellis ran it. He finished P17 after hitting a wall. He ran 10th to 15th all night though, and he had a pretty good run. Uh, Jose's not here tonight. He ran, he finished P30. Uh, had a good run going, but he had bad luck again, got wrecked in the front and nowhere to go. So, and then Brad Miller ran it, but he had connection issues and brake issues, and and then he ended up running into computer issues this week as well, so just like you did, Jamie, so kind of a okay start, I guess, for some of us and an awful start for the rest of us. Um, Dave ran the Pro Series as well, and he got wrecked out of the race, and then he lost his cool on a guy that's been giving him trouble for a few months now and ended up getting protested, and settled that, so, um, want to give a special shout out to David Thompson's live spotter that he brought to the team, Mel, she, uh, she helped us out in the race, um, when we ran the pro series, uh, I was in there with Dave, and I believe Jeff was in there as well, so she was kind of spotting and, and doing a lot of work for all three of us, so definitely, uh, kudos to her, and I, we appreciate the help, and look forward to working with her later, and, um, and Jamie joined us that night as well, hung out with us. So, I guess to cover the actual uh, top split, uh, Ryan Luza looks like he won it, <coughs> passing Bobby uh, Zelensky with three laps to go. And could not hold off. Uh, Zelensky couldn't hold him off even though he led 88 of the 167 laps. So,
2: With that, I guess we'll move on to the next topic, Lance.
4: So I've been uh, noticing this lately, that uh, the spotters can talk in the Drivers Channel on all teams. And uh, that allows for somebody who's got a spotter that's a little bit of a troll to play the troll. And uh, apparently there was an incident this weekend with a guy playing music on the spotter channel and disrupting the entire race. At least four people protested him, and uh, one of us was one of them.
1: Yeah, spotters can talk on the All Teams channel as long as they are logged in to the driver. Um, This is part of the reason why I keep a password on my account. So people can't just randomly join in. Um, Whoever he was spotting for, if they... if they were a legitimate spotter for him, then I would definitely be uh, considering my options for spotters in the future.
4: Oh, no kidding. Uh, absolutely, that driver should be taken to account as well as the person that was spotting for him. Um, uh, there, To me, there needs to be um, uh, a delineation between the driver and the spotter. There should be no way that the spotter can communicate with the rest of the field. It's unnecessary and it's... Uh, potentially detrimental as this uh as this incident shows
1: yeah i've experienced sides of it as well myself um jeff fabiano comes to mind he uh he's got a live spotter every race his name's mike corvo most people know him he's a really good spotter um there's been times where jeff's kind of lost his cool and mike corvo will come right over the air and calm him down basically right there in all teams, but um, that's you know the good side to spotters, talking and chat. There's some drivers out there that won't talk at all, only their spotters call everything for them. Um, I, I, I wouldn't agree that they're not allowed on all teams, but at the same time, there should be some sort of common sense there that they shouldn't be getting involved with it on track if they're not driving the car.
4: Well, in my opinion, um, and this is something that wouldn't be that hard to implement. That uh, there should be a hot key to boot your spotter. Now
2: that
1: I could definitely agree with. But I would definitely recommend to anybody out there that does not have a password on their account that they put a password on their account, because anybody could randomly join you to spot if you don't, and they can do things like this, or they when they do join you. As a live spotter and they click on spotting, you no longer have your default spotter talking to you. So if you wreck somebody and you don't know somebody joined you as a spotter, well, I hate to be you. So word for the wisdom, put, put a password on your account.
0: I feel like uh, I don't have a password on mine, but I feel like I have it set to, that only friends can spot for me.
1: Okay, so obviously you have somebody, you know, it'd be a trusted thing. You'd have to have them added on iRacing.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I wasn't sure that that was an option. I think when I joined, you could only do password or anybody.
4: Yep, there's uh, there's three options on the settings screen. Uh, anyone could be my spotter, require a password, or only friends or crew can be my spotter.
1: Okay, so I guess I would retract that and say pick one of the two options,
2: just don't leave yourself open to anybody.
1: Alright, next up, the, uh, Netherwinds Amsterdam server came down for maintenance. Um, they did it, looks like, Wednesday last week. And, uh, Basically took down the hosted sessions, it looks like, but everything's back up and running now.
2: Isn't that this week that it's going
0: on?
1: Actually, you're right, it is the 16th. I I thought I saw the 6th, my bad. So yes, that is the 16th, this Wednesday, at 0300. It'll be offline, and it'll only affect the... uh, Amsterdam server farm and members will be unable to host or join sessions on the on that server during the downtime. The U.S. and the Australia farms will still be working as usual, so it's only going to affect the uh, folks over there in the Netherlands area.
4: All right, what's up next, Brad, or Lance? Uh, next, we've got the uh, Rikmotech. It's a, it's a shift light indicator and a telemetry monitor. Um, let's see, it's, what is it called? The SRD-R3 Motec style data display. Looks pretty interesting uh, for those of you that like to, to run uh, a little temp telemetry and uh, don't want to have a third screen or fourth screen. Or second screen I don't pretend to know what your setup is but it's a um, it's are handy little tools for displaying uh, your your speed your lap times uh, your fuel pressure uh, RPMs and uh, what gear you're in um, they're uh, they're a neat little deal and they're a lot easier to see than the stock ones that are built into most wheels
1: Now, does that just do fuel pressure or does it do like
4: gallons remaining? Um I couldn't find any information that uh that told you that, but I imagine there's some programming in there um that would allow you to just dis- to display whatever you'd like um that just seems to be the trend with devices like these. They're really customizable and like rickmo uh Rick Mo- Tech is uh one of those outfits that uh that makes. Makes a really innovative sim racing products, so I imagine that they thought of something like that.
1: All right, and this is compatible with a lot of different games, just not i um, iRacing, R Factor, R Factor Two, Dirt, um, all the F one games from 2010 through 16. So it's it's compatible with a lot of games, not just iRacing.
4: Yeah, it's uh, compatible with over 30 titles, and uh, the sticker price on it is 200. Thirty nine ninety five. Wowzer. Yeah, some of these little standalone peripherals get spendy.
1: <laughs> Here I was looking at a Sam Maxwell with it built into it, so I might look into that option for a cheaper. Alright, well next up is a Twitter post from Steve Myers. And he says, Are you excited for dirt racing? And he posted an article about the 410 Sprint car and how they had their first drive on the Sim. Um, It's a pretty interesting article, hyping up the dirt some more. And um, it's getting closer. December, I guess it is.
2: What are you guys thinking about that Sprint car?
4: I, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what dirt is like, but until, until it has its own safety rating, I'm not willing to go and beat and bang around on a dirt track, um, and, and tank my, uh, tank my SR and my IR. Yeah, that's, that's exactly
1: what I plan on doing is I'll, you know, if I have to, I'll host some sessions, but I'm not going to do any official racing on dirt until it has its own license class.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see uh, how it plays out when this rolls out. I, uh, as uh, much difficulty as people have currently with with uh, just driving around on asphalt in control, I, I can't imagine uh, that uh, it's going to be very clean racing for a while, if ever. So I, it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited about it. I have a, a dirt oval background in my family. Uh, I live close to tracks. I, I go, um, but it, you know, I'm just skeptical that it, if they drive like the real thing or even close to the sprint car on iRacing, uh, it's going to be pretty messy for a while.
3: I think it'll be a little wild at first, and I, I completely agree with everybody who said about a safety rating and I rating. I think it does need, definitely need a, its own standalone area so you're not constantly uh losing i rating losing safety rating especially safety rating because it's going to be extremely messy at first but on the other hand i'm extremely excited for it because i grew up around sprint car racing um actually i worked at that was actually my job for six years i worked as a uh, full-time mechanic on a sprint car team for about six or seven years so I'm definitely looking forward to it, uh, but it's going to definitely bring a different element to iRacing, where I think uh, um, people are there's going to be a lot more. You're going to have to have a lot more give and take. It's not going to be just take like you see in some of these series right now.
4: What I'm hoping for is they're a little bit more lenient on their collision models. Um, you can obviously rub on each other a lot more on the dirt than you can on pavement without causing major issues
1: i thought i saw i want to say it was steve myers but it might not have been him say that they were working on the um, collision model for dirt so i i think there's going to be some sort of change for that
0: yeah i definitely read that somewhere from one of the uh, employees of iRacing saying that the, uh, some kind of a, re, of a reduced effect for incidents
3: I would think it's going to have to for sure um, I mean if you watch a lot of see a lot of this stuff where um, even in iRacing just getting those random 4X's even though you might net code into somebody or whatever it's going to have to be something a little bit more lenient um, it's even just bouncing off the fence or whatever or even another car uh, it's definitely going to have to be something where the collision rate is is just uh, scaled back a little bit.
1: Yeah, especially because that is kind of, in in reality, that is part of dirt racing, leaning on somebody else. So we'll see what happens. they got a few months to come out with it.
0: I'm kind of hoping that uh, if they do have it up for the next build, that they at least get it up live for... For week 13, maybe some, some fun races so everybody can start getting used to it and get a feel for it.
1: Well, from my understanding, it's going to get released in the December build, so we'll see. I don't think they'll put it out a week early, but we'll see what happens. Either way, it's going to be a trial per, trial basis uh, test for everybody on iRacing because nobody's had it except for the people in the office, so... Everybody's going to be starting from scratch, and I think that's a lot of the hype as well. From it is everybody's going to be on an even playing field. I mean, even the people that have dirt racing backgrounds.
4: Well, when they push it out, it'll be a week thirteen deal, and they'll have all those unofficial races for people to get get started and uh, have really no consequences. Um, just uh, just those fun races, like they always have, anytime they push out a new tracker car. Right. All right, what's up next, Lance? Oh, well, we got the uh, referral bonus program um, for the month of November. You get 15 dollars uh, $15 in iRacing credits for every friend that you refer to iRacing that buys a uh, buys, I think, a three month subscription or more. Um, it's a it's a cool thing that they do every now and then uh, to get your friends involved. Uh, if if you've got friends that want to want to come and try out, uh, iRacing, um, here's a nice little incentive for you to, uh, to get them to come try it out.
1: Yeah. Think about it. Every friend that you can get on there, that's another car or a track <laughs> that you can purchase. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, the next topic, we should have brought it up before that, but, um, Earlier this week, iRacing put out the uh, templates for the new cars for Dirt. And they released the templates for the Dirt Late Model, the Dirt Sprint Car Winged, and the Dirt Street Stock. And boy, do they look sharp. Um, Brian Simpson from iRacing, he made a post in the forums. He says, while we are... While we are busy developing our newest feature of the sim dirt racing, we thought it would be fun to release the templates for the cars early so you can begin to create the schemes that you'll be racing in the sim. We are incredibly excited about this new form of, of racing we're introducing to our simulator, and we think you're going to love it when we release it. Until then, you can get to work painting up your schemes before you get them all covered up in dirt. So... The schemes uh, get to paint and get the, ta- the templates and uh, you can get to the painting them. Uh, I did see where somebody asked if they could put them in there so they could do some testing to see how the paints look in the sim, but they were like, nope, can't do that yet. So at least they're teasing a little bit.
4: Yeah, these guys that paint cars um, on a daily, weekly basis, they they kind of have a general idea of what a layout's going to look like on a car. They're just... Uh, trying to poke their head in the door a little bit, get a get a glimpse of everything before it's actually out for everyone. Right.
0: I did see uh right after that came out uh, that some people were getting frustrated. Uh sounds like the the template on at least the sprint car is a lot like the helmet in the way things overlay and they were having trouble matching things up, but I feel like later in the week I seen some people posting uh, pictures of their templates and uh, seem to turn out pretty good.
1: Yep, and uh, they they also added later on in the week after that post that they are going to have a wingless sprint car as well. So they they didn't put that in the picture, but they answered somebody on um on Twitter that asked if there was if we were going to be able to take the wing off, and they said there will be a wingless sprint car. So it's looking like we'll have four different versions of dirt cars. So stay tuned for more updates on dirt. What's up next, Lance?
4: Oh, Pablo GoPro Lopez is uh has been selected to represent iRacing at the 2016 Mazda Road to 24 shootout. Now um I used to watch uh some of his videos and that is a talented dude. He is uh he is fast in that little Mazda and it's uh it's fun to watch him race and good on him for for uh, going to live out his dream as a real race car driver in the Mazda uh, Road to 24.
1: Oh, another lucky soul. That's not us.
4: I tell you what, I watching watching Mazda and their heavy involvement with uh, iRacing development drivers, and actually pulling some really, really raw talent out of here. Some guys that actually go and perform on the track and are competitive straight out of the box is, is, is amazing.
1: Yeah. We've been hearing about them a lot more, more and more lately.
4: Yes. m racing is, uh, has gone from being just a little hobby to, uh, kind of a springboard for some people. If you've got enough talent, um, you can, you can turn this into a career potentially. I mean, the odds are not in your favor, but, uh, it has happened and it can happen. So there's something to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ty Majeski's doing a hell of a job in his uh, ride that he got starting off on iRacing, so.
4: Yep, and it's cool to follow those guys' progress and just kind of imagine yourself in their shoes and then then realize that it's not you when you wake up and get depressed.
1: (laughs) Unfortunately. All right, so next up, Was a Twitter post, oh boy, Jop Groleman. He did an interview with iRacing's pro team, Coanda Simsports, on the Badger GP World Champions in a parallel universe. Did
2: you guys look into this?
4: I did not. I did not either. Neither did I. We are very prepared. We are a professional podcast, I promise. (laughs) Well, I didn't look
1: into it, and I didn't even see it on there, to be honest with you. Mike must have added that. Uh, What's up next, Lance?
4: All right, so we got another uh, telemetry display. This one's put out by uh, SRX. Now, these guys make complete custom dashboards to go around the, uh, the Fanatic wheels. And they are something to behold. Um, this new device they have is kind of like uh, what we went over earlier. It's a little um, telemetry display, and it actually has an LED screen and some control buttons on it. So it does have some functionality outside of uh, just being telemetry. And it's it's more like a black box from what I'm reading.
2: Yeah, that looks
1: sharp. <laughs> Is there did you see a I, I'm looking do you see a price point
4: anywhere? I don't. I think this is just a teaser and um eventually we'll get some pricing information. There's a lot of questions on their Facebook page how much how much uh and what I'm seeing is uh 399 pounds and uh I think after Brexit that's about 4 dollars US. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're on to something here. Yeah, they did say that the target special offer price is 399 pounds, but that's not confirmed. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, but that is definitely one sharp-looking piece of equipment.
4: Yeah, that's something any uh, any hobbyist would be uh, proud to have on top of their wheel. That is a good-looking device.
1: Yeah, I was looking this week because I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to go with the Fanatic or if I'm going to go with the AccuForce. And uh, I have a Derek Spears button box now, but I don't have it mounted, so it kind of sits next to me on the floor, and I just reach down and push whatever I need. And I was looking on the Derek Spears site, and I noticed that he's got the dash panels that bolt onto the wheelbases for both AccuForce and Fanatic, and they're both identical. Um, They're the same um, button boxes, just different mounting, obviously, for different wheels. But uh, this is a little bit
4: more eye appealing. It looks like it has uh, limited button functionality, unless that's a touch display. I I don't, I don't I'm not
2: sure. It's only got
4: six buttons on it. I've got the DSD uh, track uh, track king, I believe. I forget how many how many buttons and switches are on my button box, and I've got it mounted on one of the. Uh, the articulating uh, acrylic trade uh, arms on my abutto rig
1: right now the switches in that picture off to the right is that part of it because there's a lot of buttons and switches over there
4: um, I think I think we're looking at the the wrong thing if you scroll down a little bit you can see the uh, the pro there's some uh, better pictures of it it looks kind of like a one of those old uh, PlayStation Pros, the little PSP, the little handheld device.
1: Okay. Yep, I was looking at the wrong thing. I was looking at the dashboard itself.
4: Yeah, so you it has looks six to have, buttons. So yeah, it, it has to have six buttons.
1: So that's going to be just another thing that mounts inside your wheel kind of thing then?
4: Yeah, I would say it bolts, uh, it looks
2: like it's bolting uh, right on top of the wheel. All right,
1: and Scotty, did you say you had something on Coanda that we just covered?
0: Uh, I was just gonna go back to that last topic, the, the interview uh, with Coanda. Uh, I kind of went through it, and uh, it is a, a pretty good article. Uh, uh, if you're involved in almost any kind of uh, class and I racing, uh, you'd know that Coanda is one of the top teams. Uh, on iRacing, and it it was a an interview uh, talking about uh, sim racing in general and how the teams uh, work together. Specifically, this interview was was about Coanda, but uh, kind of how in depth the teams work uh, together, uh, how there's the the broadcasts, the real sponsors, uh, lots of telemetry software for the teams to work together on building setups. It, 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 this is done uh, kind of uh, looking on from uh, a person outside of iRacing getting a, a window into the sim world um, and how serious it really is. It, it's a good read. Uh, it got some good video um, of uh, Stefan Johansen. Uh, uh, there's been a couple of him lately uh, driving uh, in a motion rig around Norgecliffe um and talking about how accurate it is he he's been uh, a driver in the real world uh and also active in sim racing so it's a good read uh and uh, really shows how in depth uh, sim racing uh and i racing specifically has become
2: all right well thanks for looking into that for us Uh,
1: next up is the Black Friday sale. iRacing put out their Black Friday sale last year. They ran a fifty percent off, but they had a price increase this year. So um, now through December sixth, they've cut the one year and two year renewal memberships to twenty by twenty five percent. So. Your normal one-year price is $110. You can get it for 82.50. dollars Or your two-year price, normally $199. You can get it for $149.25. Um, you can use the codes up to three times. And the promo codes for the one-year renewal is PR-BF12M2016. Or the two-year deal is pr bf 24M 2016. And um, you can locate this right on the uh, main page, main member site page of uh, iRacing. And that that deal is good through 2359 GMT on December 6th. And it's valid on all existing and active accounts only. Um, remember that you can use these codes even if you're uh, if your membership's still good right now, because It stacks, so if you have, um, if you're set to expire on, say, the 31st of January 2017, and you add a year to it, it'll expire on the 31st of January 2018. So, I mean, this is a good opportunity to pick up three years right here, so if you got the money to do it, definitely do
2: it.
0: I yeah, I'm I'm finally glad that they uh came out and said something that uh, people have been losing their marbles on the on the forums about uh whether it, <coughs> excuse me whether or not there was going to be a Black Friday sale or not so it's it's good that that'll settle that down a bit.
1: They generally run a a Black Friday sale and I believe they do another one in what Memorial Day or in July. I can't remember which it was.
4: Yeah, they've always done it a couple of times a year where they drop it fifty uh, percent off, and I was always quite happy to take full ad- full advantage of it. In fact, my uh, my subscription is up here uh, later this month, and I'll I'll be renewing. I'm a little disappointed that they're not doing the fifty percent off, but uh, for what you get out of it, I'm uh, I'm okay with paying paying more.
1: Yeah, I kind of expected they weren't going to do fifty percent when they had to do the. Um, price increase this year, but at least they gave us something. Uh, I took advantage of the Black Friday sale at 50% off last year and got five years. So I'm good through 2020. So it'll be a while before I need to take advantage of it again.
4: Some of the complaints I hear about this service are, you know, why would I pay to pay to do this You know, I can go play call of duty for free uh, call of duty they they punch it out and they really don't add anything to it it's just is what it is until the next call of duty comes out this they're constantly doing developing they're constantly adding new stuff they they have development teams working all year around and uh it's it's the price of doing business you gotta charge a subscription and as inflation takes hold you're going to have price increases it's going to happen People are going to lose their marbles over it, but it's just the way the world works, and uh, I'm I'm happy to pay it because, in my opinion, it's worth it.
1: It is a hobby,
4: and everybody
1: has their own hobbies, and usually there's some sort of cost involved with some sort of
4: hobby. Yep, good hobbies are not cheap.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I've been uh, I have a background in real racing and. Uh, to me uh, not really coming from the gaming side uh, it seems unbelievably cheap uh, at least from a subscription part've I've heard that that people are a little uh, scared by the initial buy-in of, of the hardware uh, to to get it up and going but after that uh, the the service uh, to, to me I mean I, I took advantage of the 50% off uh, new, new uh, subscriber when I signed up and then uh, I, uh, I'm i going to do the 25% to extend it out even more. And when you figure the, the price per month, it's so small that uh, uh, people that smoke spend more a day uh, on cigarettes than, than what the service costs for a month.
4: It's, um, uh, it's cool to watch people get involved too. Like I've, I've got a buddy that's just starting to get involved in, in simulation racing. And, um, he's kind of taken the approach that I took, you know, you grab a wheel, you know, get a decent wheel. Don't get a, you know, cheap job kind of sit in his office chair and, uh, and try it out before he throws a bunch of money at it. Some people are completely different. They just, uh, they get into it. They run one race. They love it. they pull their wallet out and just start throwing every piece of cash that they can find at it.
1: I was option two.
4: I, I accumulated slowly. I, it took me about two years to, uh, to get everything that I wanted. And, uh, I got an abutto rig. I got the big triple monitor set up. Um, the fanatic wheels. I'm still racing on the G 27. Um, but, uh, the, the, the biggest thing that I've got going for me now is that HTC Vive. And I can't imagine going back to, uh, to racing without it, but we're, uh, we're getting off on a sidebar and completely off topic. So let's get back on track.
1: All right. Sounds good. Um, next up the iRacing.com pro race of champions. Um, for the sixth time in six years, some of the world's top professional race drivers will square off against one another online, the iRacing Pro Race of Champions on December 14th. Um, this year you're going to have pros from IndyCar, IMSA, NASCAR, and other leading sanctioned bodies racing a fixed setup. Dallara DW12 Indy Cars at Phoenix Interna- International Raceway. Um, it's going to be a 50-lap race, and it'll be broadcast live on iRacing Live, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, iRacing will again honor the memory of Justin Wilson by donating $2,500 in the name of the um, iRacing Pro Race of Champions winner, to the uh, Justin Wilson's Children's Fund. Um, They added in that previous uh, races have seen NASCAR Sprint Cup champions, Brad Keselowski, Bobby Labonte, Carl Edwards, going head-to-head with Stefan Wilson, Townsend Bell, and Connor Daly, Uh, Joey Hand, Jordan Taylor, Ron Capps from the NHRA Funny Car, uh, Formula F1, IndyCar driver Scott Speed, and from the international side, V8 supercar Shane Van Gisbergen and Matt Halliday, Porsche Cup champion Philip Eng, and others like Tom, Ken- Tom Kendall and Justin Bell. Last year also saw IndyCar team owner Sam Schmidt make his uh, debut using the semi-autonomous motor vehicle technology he used in lapping the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and powering up Pike's Peak in the Arrows Corvette. So, looks like that could be a really fun event to watch. A lot of big names there.
4: Yeah, I've raced um, at Watson's, Watkins Glen with uh, Shane Van Ginsbergen before. That guy is... Uh, brilliant he's fast he lapped the whole field it was it was just stupid i was gonna say he probably just left you in your pit stall right <laughs> i might as well have everyone might as well have been parked there
1: yeah, i have watched some of his races it's uh he's a whole different breed for sure
0: i think the uh the neat thing about this is it really serves a couple of different purposes uh, you know one uh, probably the most important is uh you know, it's kind of being held in the the memory of Justin Wilson. Uh, iRacing's donating some money towards that, um, but it also brings uh, brings an opportunity to to get the word out about iRacing. Uh, I, for one, uh, am going to try to get people to watch that uh, broadcast just so they can kind of get a feel for what really is out there in the sim world.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then you could scoop them up later with the referral bonus.
0: That's a win win. Free cars and tracks everywhere.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> well, that's a good way, just starting out. Shoot, you can have all the content soon. All right, Lance, how about you bring up the next topic?
4: All right, next up we got more from uh Rickmotech. It's their APX five hundred Bear Chassis. It um if if you take a look at it on their website it's very reminiscent of, um, of the patterns that they used to sell for, um, for you to make a DIY rig out of, uh, uh, plywood or some other MDF, I believe is the material that they recommended, uh, like a pressed, uh, pressed cardboard type material. Um, it's ergonomically correct. Um, it's got a seat it sits. It's one of those low slung rigs that sits right down on the floor, um, i can't overstate how awesome actually sitting in the correct position is uh, to to add to the immersion of the sim racing experience uh having the pedals in mostly the right spot the weir- the steering wheel in the right spot and to be sat down in that in that position the real driving position instead of like an office chair uh and for 5 hundred and fifty dollars you're you're really, um, it's really competitive with uh, the big brands like Playseat.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, I can attest to that as well. Up until March of this year, I sat at a computer desk with triple monitors and uh, raced with my G27 with G27 pedals in a desk chair. And this past March, I bought an Oboedo Ozone and with the triple mount, and I mounted them up and. It is a whole different experience for sure you get the monitors that are closer to you it actually feels like you're sitting down in the car because your feet are out in front of you like they should be and not underneath you and it is a totally different experience for sure I definitely recommend it if it's an option for you to definitely get yourself some sort of um, rig like this um, the ozone is a little bit cheaper I think I paid 379 for it but um, to each their own whichever you prefer
4: yep I really like the ozone rig um I have a revolution they're they're very similar. The revolution's a little bit beefier. It's the newer thing it's got more attachments and the uh the um monitor stand is actually separate so uh whenever you're throwing yourself around in your rig and trying to chase the car around like you're actually in it um
1: your your monitors
4: don't vibrate
1: yeah i uh I really wanted the revolution but um kind of talked myself out of it just because it's pretty much identical to the ozone. Other than the fact that I believe the revolution is a square tubing versus uh ozone being round tubing. And like you said, the, the monitor stand is standalone, but I thought for an extra $400, I, I personally couldn't justify it. So I went with the ozone.
4: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sitting in it as we speak and it's uh, for the most part, it's uh uh, round tubing except for the the seating position that's uh the square tubing
0: one okay. thing one thing i like about this uh rickmo setup is a lot of the ones i've seen and why i ended up going with the the 8020 build i'm doing is is lenz talked about proper seating and uh the obotos get it pretty close but uh, one thing I, I i think play seat falls a little short in is is proper seating position they yeah you still get the that position where your feet are well below uh your rear and and uh I don't think it gets you in that true g t sports car position that 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 uh that you kind of want to be in
4: no if if you're um if you're driving say open wheels or some of the the sportier uh, the BMWs or the GT one cars. Yeah. You're going to have a flatter seating position with your, with your pedals more out in front of you than, uh, than down below you. Um, the, the ozone or the ozone and the, um, revolution, they kind of get that, um, almost, uh, passenger cars type, uh, seating position with your, with your feet slightly down. But, to be fair, if, if you're doing long gaming sessions, that's that's better for you anyway. Having your legs elevated for that long causes a lot of pooling.
1: Yep, which could lead to strokes, which we've seen on this show a few times in the past couple months.
4: Yes, we've had some unfortunate discussions about uh, guys with that, uh, that problem. And if you have your legs uh, a little bit more down, um, like... Uh, like I currently do. You're less apt to have that. But uh, I can't stress enough that you do need to get up and stretch every now and then. Don't just sit there and race all day. Get up, move around. Please, for your health.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right, that looks like that's all we have uh, to cover tonight. So, how about we roll into final thoughts. Jamie, do you have anything you
2: want to discuss?
4: All right. Let's move on to Lance. Lance, anything? Well, I would just like to thank everybody that uh, that supported me during the uh, the Extra Life uh, event last week, or a week before last. Um, it, was, uh, it was there were some generous donations made uh, to the Children's Miracle Networks, and I'd, I'd like to extend a, a warm gratitude, my warmest gratitudes to everyone that uh, that donated. Um, your money's being put to very good use for uh, children with some uh, some life-threatening illnesses they're going to get a new game room built at uh, at sanford children's Hospital in Fargo North Dakota uh, gaming and having fun is part of the healing process it's not all just about the medicine it's about uh, it's about feeling like a kid and building uh building that game room is going to help those kids feel like kids and not just a kid in a hospital so again thank you to everybody that donated and uh thank you to uh harpoon designs for the paint scheme that i ran on my uh my toyota camry and uh that's all i got thanks all right awesome
1: and once again i'll i'd like to thank you again for doing that it's uh it's definitely an awesome thing how about you scotty
0: uh final thoughts i I am uh a little sad to see phoenix go uh, I'm interested to see uh, what homestead brings uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, welcoming me onto the team and uh I've already seen the the value of of being part of it uh with setups and and some advice uh and uh I look forward to to racing with you guys
1: all right definitely and we're glad to have you here, and appreciate the help from feedback that you've given us so far as well. Because it's definitely been valuable. Are uh, you back, Jamie?
3: Yeah. Sorry about that.
1: All right. Any final thoughts before we get this thing closed down for the night?
3: I've, I think you guys pretty much covered it. Um, definitely, obviously, I'm definitely looking forward to to the dirt experience when it does when it does hit. Um, and I like to thank you guys for let me be a part of this and uh, join the team. Definitely looking forward to being around a team atmosphere. Looking forward to this.
1: All right. Awesome. Welcome. How about you, Carlos?
2: Huh? Any final thoughts? I don't know. I do, but I completely forgot what I was going to say. So, no, I don't.
1: <laughs> All right. My final thoughts is, uh, once again, I'd like to thank Lance for doing that uh, charity drive for childhood sickness and like he was touching on it's it's a way to take them away from their sickness and illness and whatever they are dealing with at that time and get away from it and put it out of their mind and just have fun like they should be having so um definitely appreciate his sponsors as well um phoenix i'm glad to see it go and I cannot wait for the end of Homestead. I don't care if it's a good race or a bad race. I'm just ready for vacation. So uh, we'll move on. I, I'm going to still run the Pro Series, and we'll see what happens. I don't have a chance of getting the Pro, but we're going to run it anyways just to uh, have a little fun in the off season. So, and it's only once a week versus six or eight or whatever it is. So I guess that's it. Um, As always, if you have any ideas for the show, you can always get a hold of us at iRacersLounge on Facebook, iRacersLounge.com, iRacersLounge on Twitter. You can catch our podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, PodTrack, and pretty much any major um, hosting site. Uh, any questions for us, you can get a hold of us there. You can also reach out to us at our team page, Team Typhosi Racing on Facebook. And I guess that's it for tonight. So until next time, take care.
0: Later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge.
4: Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.